0: As you wander through the forest, bound for the elven city of Zithriel, you come upon a clearing. In the center of the clearing is the stump of a tree that is 5 feet wide and nearly 10 feet tall. It's clear that this used to be a massive tree, as no other trees grow within 50 feet of it. Despite being only a stump, if you can call something 10 feet tall still a stump, it radiates powerful magic. This is the side quest. In this Becoming DM side quest, we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons 5e optional rules for flanking. Hey everyone, and welcome to the side quest. I'm going to go ahead and jump right into it today just to make sure I, we, we get through this in, in time. Uh, so, again, today we're talking about optional rules for 5e for flanking. Uh, if you've played, previous versions of this game or within Pathfinder. You're probably familiar with the flanking rules there. They were standard parts of combat and, and the combat rule set that was included there. And what that meant was that, that if you were flanking, you had allies on either side of an enemy, uh, opposite sides, so where you could draw a straight line between them. And it resulted in both you and your ally having a plus two to your attack roll. Uh, so this was, was fairly common, and with the release of 5e, it was notably absent from the standard combat rules. Uh, in order to implement any sort of official solution for flanking in 5e, you would need to use the optional rules that are included in the Dungeon Master's Guide. So if you have the Dungeon Master's Guide, flip to page 251, and it's very similar to what it was before. It says that uh, when two allies are adjacent to an enemy on opposite sides of them, then each of them has advantage on melee attack rolls against that enemy. Now, if you go by what a lot of people say, advantage is kind of like a plus five to a roll. You're you're actually getting a, a better benefit here than you were with uh, some of the legacy flanking rules. Now, the the book doesn't specifically state this, but... My interpretation is that if there are at least two allies on opposite sides of the enemy, that any other ally that comes in and, and is next to that enemy would also take advantage of that advantage because it doesn't really make sense in my mind to add additional people surrounding you and and not have them uh, take advantage of that. So why should you implement flanking in your game? And I think that there's a, there's a couple of reasons. First off, it it does give... Players, another option for some tactical play, some tactical alignment against enemies. If you've got players that are very into tactics and and very into um, teaming on the battlefield to try and take down enemies, this may be a good option for them. I also, as a as a DM, think that it's it's something that you can use against your players as well. So if you've got the fighter that's maybe getting a little bit out ahead of his party. Then you can have the enemies start to flank him and and they can get advantage on those roles as well. It also, I think, makes combat a little bit more realistic, because if you're getting surrounded by enemies, you you're you're not gonna be as good about being able to dodge their hits, being able to uh, anticipate what's coming at you. So uh, implementing this, I think, adds a little bit of realism because we we're we're not, doing any sort of facing currently um and that is a different optional rule maybe we'll cover that in a in a future side quest but we're not doing facing so so everybody that surround that's next to an enemy kind of has the same advantages disadvantages etc as everybody else so adding and flanking um has gives some reason to position your yourself a certain way as opposed to just walking up right next to your buddy who's next to the enemy now it's not all. It's not all rosy. There are reasons to not implement this in your game, and I, I think that the big reason is it can contribute to that whole five-year-old soccer team mentality of every everybody bunching up around one enemy because hey, if we do this, we get advantage, and so let's just we'll just circle encircle every enemy, take care of them, and then encircle the next enemy. If your players do this. You can always create some situations that are maybe not beneficial to be bunched up like that. Uh, I like to think of area of attack where um, oh, the fireball just killed killed you and your your buddies because you were all sitting next to each other, or something a little bit less nefarious, like burning hands or fire breath, acid breath that comes out in a cone can all have have a a um, a way of discouraging your players from just doing this kind of tactic. I I do think that it's still valuable to have in the game but but you need to be prepared if that's the only thing that your players rely upon. So just keep that in mind as you go through it. So to wrap up, since flanking is a standard feature of combat in previous versions of of this game as well as Pathfinder, I think it's definitely something to consider adding to your game. Um, especially if you have players that have played for some of the older versions, maybe they've they've come forward, maybe they played with you in an older version. You never know. So it, it does make sense, I think, to to add your game, especially if you have have those players that are that are used to playing. I do personally use it in my game, but I, I am careful to include things in combat that may make it h- harder to get flanking set up. so that so if the players rely upon it too much, and and those things could be having enemies that are working together as a pair or or trio already, so that when when they approach to try to flank them, the 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 enemy is already set up to maybe have a better flanking option. Other things are are adding in terrain to make it to where uh, it's just not possible to flank somebody. And uh, again, those area of effect things, I think uh, I think are are helpful in those situations too. So. That's the discussion on flanking there. It's fairly straightforward. If you're familiar with it on previous versions, it's it's the the mechanics are roughly the same. It's advantage versus plus two, but um, how it gets set up, how you use it is, is pretty much the same. So that's all for today. We'll see you on the next side quest. Until then, stay nerdy, friends. Thanks for joining us again. Make sure to share the show with friends to help grow our audience. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash becoming DM. On Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest, we are Becoming DM. And our website is becomingdm.com. Becoming DM is produced by John Welsh and Danielle Tremblay. The show is edited by John Welsh. We'll be back in two weeks. See you then.